Welcome to another Open Dialogue, where we spotlight experienced professionals and their businesses as we dive into their stories of origin, adversity, triumph, and growth. My name is Bobby, and this is Elevator Pitch. Doors opening. The difference between now and never is your effort between now and whenever. I can't take credit for that quote. The man stepping into the elevator today is a skilled user of words who is a published poet and novelist, an educator who has imparted knowledge for over 16 years, someone who has helped others to realize their personal goals as a fitness instructor. A graduate of James Madison University, he is a husband, a father, and the owner and curator of the fashion brand Flight School S 2019. I am honored to share this space and this time with Jamal Crowder. Doors closing. Going up. You already know what it is, bro. Like, I mean, we go back, man. So this is, like I said, like I said in the intro, man, it's definitely an honor. It's a privilege. It's definitely a pleasure to sit here and um and, and get a chance to to chop it up with you. You know, we don't get to talk every day, uh, but when we do talk, it's like it was just yesterday. So I'd like to welcome you to the Elevator Pitch Podcast, man. Appreciate it, my brother. I appreciate it, family. It's an <laughs> honor to be here, man. I'm, I'm super, super elated to be here, bro. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. So how's the fam, man? How's everyone? Ah, uh, the fam is cool, man. We um, we went through a, a, a bit of a rough period, you know what I mean. But we um, we back into a good place right now, man. So everybody's good. Everybody's getting bigger. Uh, my goodness. Naturally happens with the kids. Yeah, man. I got a twenty-year-old, man. That's that's wild, man. man he's not a kid <laughs> no more, man. That's a big <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, out here making life good. decisions. Yeah, man. And oddly enough, man, my man was uh I don't know if you heard about it, but there was a you know, a shooting outside of Nationals Park a couple yeah. days ago. And my man works there. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? My son works there. He was outside when it happened. He was right outside that area when it happened, man. Wow. And I was like, I was like a couple feet away trying to pick him up. So yeah. I wasn't that far away when it happened, but I missed what happened. But he was still outside when it happened. But luckily he was good. He wasn't hit. Nah, it's nothing but blessings, bro. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it make you it makes you it makes you think about, you know, the, how precious life is for one, but you know, how short it is as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that, you know, there wasn't a, a bad story or a bad ending. That came yeah, with that experience. Because I can only imagine what that would that be like to, to to have that happen, you know. So man. Definitely. Definitely, man. I'm <laughs> super I feel super privileged to be able to like be in this space where I'm I've always like just missed something right before or right after it happened. Yeah. Like and yeah. It's, it's another case of that, man. Like, you know, the powers that be I've been looking out for me, so I continue to honor them. Exactly. So, um, you know, we're going to jump right into it. And um, we're going to travel back in time a little bit. 
Um, I know we got a couple origin stories with Mr. Crowder, but we're going to get into all of them. Just give me a a basic breakdown of the origin of Flight School S 2019. All right. So uh, so Flight School EST 2019, I I thought about it uh, many, many years ago. Um, I think when I was a kid, uh, I used to design sneakers. And the thing is, is like when we were kids, we had like the line paper, right? Yeah. And so we would turn, you know, the line paper to have like a landscape view for all the millennials, the landscape view, right? <laughs> and then, because the thing is, you would have the red line at the bottom of the page. So that would be the base, okay. right? So, yeah. you know, we would have like a little shoe drawing contest in school. And if your shoe, if your soul went below the red line, people was clowning you immediately. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't draw straight, fam. You know what I'm saying? But like when I was a kid, I would design sneakers and I was really, really into it. But um, there was no real outlet for that for me at that time. And so I kind of put that away. But I've always been like creative. Right. So, um, you know, around eighth grade, I got into writing poetry because I like this girl. And, you know, that kind of spawned into what it spawned into. But I never lost that creative edge. So. Um, I guess like a few years ago, I just was like really having that itch to want to do something. I just didn't know exactly what. Yeah. But um, I guess during that time, hip hop was like, it's. I mean, hip hop has always been like popular and been running like the fashion industry for like a really long time. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. has influenced, been embedded in the fashion industry. Talk about like it. a couple of years ago. I was definitely like just really, really looking at some things that I was really influenced by by some artists I really look up to. And that we're also in the same age group. So okay. it was like, okay, like they're making the stuff that I like. They're my age. They're popular. And people rock with them. I can do that too, man. Yeah. So I just got up the nerve and said, I have whatever little money I have. I stacked while the pandemic was going on the best I could. Mm-hmm. And I just started my company, man. There it is. There it is. It's yeah. crazy how that works, man. Like, when you actually, you know, in retrospect, look at, you know, coming from where we were like, man, I wonder how you can get involved in this or how you can get involved in that. Um, whether it's music, fashion, uh, you know, you, you're trying to position yourself with, you know, jockeying to get into these areas. And now with like the Internet, it just makes everything so tangible that right. yeah. it's like, oh, I can do that. You know what? Exactly. I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> exactly. So I could definitely vibe that. You know, me speaking from the per- perspective of human canvas, it's just you get tired too of looking at variations of the same thing or something that you vibe with, but it's not quite what you want. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. At a certain I point, you're <laughs> like, I don't want to look like everyone else for one. Right. And for two, like, I want to wear something that speaks to me and hopefully speaks to somebody else. So it's that aspect of wearing some type of art piece. Right. So I definitely I definitely catch what you're throwing down, man. And I mean, you've had various titles in the past. Um, and for those who don't know, I mean, we're actually family. <laughs> Jamal right. is exactly. essentially my god brother through my brother. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's 
I got I kind of got hounded on a couple of past episodes where it was like you don't really get into how you know these people that you're interviewing. You know, it's just like you know them, but you don't really talk about how you know them. And it's like right. they're people that I feel are positioned in your lives, whether they're blood, um, whether they're through relation, through friendship, whatever, um, that are there for a specific purpose and for a specific time. And I feel like our seasons always kind of um, cross at specific yeah. points, and it's it's so crazy that it yeah, happens. It <laughs> <laughs> like we'll we'll get to the point where it's like, man, I need to check on Jamal. Or I hear from you, and you'd be like, oh, I'm just saying, how you doing, bro? But it's always like I said, like we just talked yesterday. Right. So I, you know, I appreciate that. And getting back to the question at hand. How would you say that your titles in the past have helped to shape you and prepare you for the launching of the Flight School EST 2019 brand? Uh, I think before I um I just faced things with like a limited like amount of knowledge mm-hmm. and just said I just want to do this, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And if I fail at it, I'm not tripping. I did. I, I took my effort. Yeah. Um. And I think having like small successes within those different titles um put me in a position to say like, and even just life experiences as well with having those titles put me in a position to say, uh, I'm comfortable with who I am. I believe in me. And even if nobody else really really rocks with it, somebody will that I probably don't even know that I probably never meet. <laughs> And they'll appreciate it. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. Man. Exactly. That's what's up. And I mean, kind of touching on that, I'm just going to branch off a little bit because the like the poetry and the writing is like, I feel like it goes hand in hand with you, you kind of uh, evolving into uh, clothing. So it's like, it, can you kind of unpack that, like, that, like, correlation between the two? Well, yeah. So um, I think, like I said, when I was a kid, I, I started getting into writing because it was this young lady who I was fond of. And, you know, I never was a guy that had, like, a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. So especially when it came to, you know, women, uh, me approaching a woman was like that rarely ever happened. You know what I'm saying? So I had to figure out a way to grab her attention with like the least amount of, I guess, like confidence diminishing effort. That would that would happen afterwards if it didn't go right. You know what I mean? I did. I don't. I don't want to get bagged and feel super super horrible about it. For sure. So. So for me, it was like uh, writing was just a way for me to just get stuff off my chest and me to express myself and to me to be honest. Mm. in ways that maybe I couldn't always be honest you know what I'm saying so I think so many times as a kid I was getting a certain kind of feedback and I doubted myself a whole lot even into adulthood I would always doubt myself but when it came to my writing I was super super confident in what I was writing I just wasn't always confident it was always going to be received you know what I'm saying so in the same vein I got to the point where um I felt like I was a pretty fashionable dude. I felt like I could always carry myself in a way that I was always getting compliments, whether I was fishing for them or not. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I decided to like, you know, step up my game or just keep it real simple, you know, I was getting compliments. So I said, I mean, 
I'm seeing stuff out here in the world. I'm seeing stuff that I think I can do. I'm seeing that it's not really, I'm not representing me. I'm not really feeling it. But I know I can do it if I just give it this shot because there's very few things I've ever had to do in my life that I've really, really struggled to do. Mm-hmm. It just, I had to give a little more effort than I typically would. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. Man. I'm going to go with it. And I want something that's dope. Dad. Not just popular, but dope at the same time. Yeah. Uh, confidence, man. Once you find it, though, once you find that confidence, it's, it's, the world is your oyster, bro. It's nothing no one can say to you at that point. Oh, it's so beautiful, man. <laughs> like, confidence is so beautiful. And like, I, think- I mean, seriously. Seriously, bro. Like, when you feel good about you, it's a completely different way that you just wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's big fact. It took a while to get to this point. It took a long time, man. But I'm living in it every single day, man. I'm grateful for it, bro. Yeah. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm gonna give you your flowers because you're not you're not a small dude, bro. Like I'm vertically challenged. <laughs> but, but like when like from the time that we've been around each other. And I've always been like, yo, this dude, Maul, man, he's like, I got to step my game up, bro. Because, I mean, we was young boys, and you was still, like, you had grown man swag, I want to say, like, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And I was like, yo, the, the way that this man carries himself, and it's a stigma when you're a larger dude, because it's like, you always got to be fresh, because people are always going to want to come for the biggest dude in the group. Every time. Um, <laughs> every time. So I feel like the way that you threw your fits together and the sneakerhead-esque vibe that you had before sneakerheads were even a thing was right. astonishing to me. So I say all that to say, how exactly would you describe your personal style and the style of the brand? Um, well, I appreciate that, bro. Like, I definitely, like, just was trying to be comfortable and confident in myself. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think a lot of times I just try to go against what uh, other people wanted to do mm. in terms of, like, how I carry myself. Like, if, like I know, like, <laughs> my thing was I don't necessarily have to dress up during the week for my job, so I'll dress up on the weekends. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I kind of went that way. Yeah. And I, so even, like, with my brand, I had to rebrand my brand after a few months because I was nervous about, you know, how I was going to be accepted. So um, in terms of when we first launched in October, I had this idea of like, you know, trying to make people understand that you could be fly while wearing these, you know, garments and whatnot. And I really tried to push that angle. And I felt like I wasn't being as honest as I wanted to be with what the vision of the brand was. So I had to really just go back to the drawing book and look and say, what am I promoting? I'm promoting <laughs> really comfortable clothing. I'm promoting comfortable clothing. I'm promoting clothing that is promoting a certain kind of aesthetic. But the aesthetic is not being communicated effectively with the website and what I'm promoting. Yeah. You so, had the reins on, too, when you first dropped. I feel like you kind of let loose a little bit as time went on and you kind of got in your bag with yeah. where you were trying to get to. And I'm not trying to put exactly. words in your mouth, but No, that's exactly <laughs> it though. That's exactly it. I mean I felt like like I had I had I have a lifestyle that I live and I feel like my brand should represent my lifestyle, not a caveat of what I want people to believe I am. 
You know what I'm saying? So the genuine I had to be comfortable. Exactly. Definitely. So I had definitely. to rebrand it, focus it in a different kind of direction, man. I'm happier with it right now, too. Facts. Well, I'm going to tell you now, it's schedule one. <laughs> that line is dope. I seen some I of the designs. It. I was like, man, I wish I'd have came up with that. Oh, I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I, I definitely like uh, in terms of design, man, like I, I just keep my eyes open. man. Yeah. I think I think so many, so many things that have existed before us in terms of just like things that we looked up to. Um, they kind of just stayed real comfortable yeah. in certain kind of boxes. And I'm like, I understand there's a box that exists, but where can I take this box right here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, where can I push this to the point where it's not just dope, but it's also representative? A mm. mm. little bit you of coloring I mean? outside the lines. Exactly, bro. Definitely. So where where do you draw, like, the inspirations you know, I've had conversations yeah. with different artists and different designers, and some people are like, you know, I really rocked with this, so I kind of borrowed from here and then evolved in this direction. Like, is there anyone or any type of brand that you really uh, coming up with just like, you know what, this is where I'm going to kind of build my foundation off? Or was it just a one-off? It was just like, this is my idea and I'm going to run with it. I mean, so there's definitely brands that I've been influenced by. Um, I think as a kid, like everybody wanted Nikes, you know mm. what I'm saying? But I was a kid that sometimes I would have Fila's, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I'd have Reeboks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I may have a pair of Adidas. Sometimes I may have some Avians, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I wasn't always the dude that had this one type of sneaker because I just wasn't, that's wasn't the lane I was in when I was a kid. Fast. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had some Jordan jeans. I had oh, Bugle man. Boy jeans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> was in the Montgomery Ward Husky section. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't necessarily have what I wanted. So I was but like, when I get older, I'm going to really do it the way I want to do it when I get older. Fast. And I, when I got to college, it was more so the fact that I could be I could be a fly dude, but always be an offensive lineman. That's a big dude walking around campus. Mm. So... No I think from that space, it was like, I saw what other people, other companies were doing. I was like, that's dope, but that's not the way I want to do it. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. I definitely keep my eyes open. Though. I look at so many different brands. Like, I think so many people look at social media as like a way to just waste time. Yeah. I study, like I'm watching Instagram like mm. every day yeah. because Instagram is giving you patterns of behavior. Yep. It's giving you patterns of, you know, the influences that are out there and it's showing you like there's a certain kind of t-shirt design that's everywhere right now yep. and that very few people make really well yeah and i'm like i gotta get my hands on that software like bro you got free research and development free r d <laughs> yes. at your fingertips and yeah. it's it's insane that it's not necessarily taken advantage of in the fashion that it should be um because i think a lot of the misconception goes into um, either influencer or influenced. Yeah. Whereas it should just be a creative process. Exactly. So I like, I'm we here. We it's not video, yeah. but I'm doing it. We here. <laughs> we here. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm I'm on Instagram every day. I'm I'm always paying attention. There's certain like influencers when it comes to, to like the fashion industry. 
mm-hmm. that I listen to and I vibe in, but that's not the only point of view I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? I think so many times we get comfortable with hearing what we want to hear. Yeah. Then when we don't hear what's, you know, not appealing or unappealing, we get out of our source and whatnot. But yeah. it's still a it's still a valuable opinion, even though it's not one that's in, in line with yours. Exactly. So, exactly. Open to it. And it's time. Like there's no patience. I'm gonna say there's no patience, but a lot of times you gotta give garments traction. You gotta let them you gotta give them a little bit of leeway so that people can start to really see like, oh, I've had designs where I've just done them and then put them out and people would be like, ah, oh, that's all right. But then like something basic that I've done, they're like, yo, I rock with that. And yeah. what I found is <laughs> if I take that same garment that is kind of like, eh, and I represent it, I show it to the audience in a different way. It's received differently. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so weird that it's it's the same as a musical artist or a piece of art or even a, a painting the wall in your house a certain color. Like mm-hmm. when you accent that wall with different furniture, the color has a whole nother vibe. Exactly. You take an artist and you put them on another label with another producer, that artist has a whole nother vibe and a whole nother audience. So exactly. I kind of equate it to that. And um, it just, it I mean, it works for me. Like I find my process, I wash, rinse, repeat. Um, right. I don't try to make it a long drawn out process. I'm a very simple dude. <laughs> and I pride myself in that. Like I don't, I don't feel like it has to be overly complicated. My life is already overly complicated. Right. My garments don't have to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just keep everything simple and make it, like you said, comfortable, um, presentable, has a message, and that's pretty much what I'm putting out. Like I don't yeah. change my like I haven't I haven't put new gear up on my site probably in six months and two seasons. Yeah. Which is like a fashion no no when you're from a designer (laughs) standpoint, but it's like, I have to give people that time to see how it can be done. And like, I praise, I praise my uh, clientele because they're the ones that are sending me pictures. And it's like, they're putting a whole new spin on the clothing than I would have done. Word. (laughs) That's super dope, man. I mean, I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, fill yeah. us in though. Fill us in on your process from idea to execution. We ain't asking for all the, the eleven herbs and spices, but oh, give us nah, as much as you can. <laughs> um. So, uh, so I know, like at, at the inception of the idea, I just pretty much like went in my phone and was just taking notes on ideas that I had, things that I wanted to create, and then um, I would <laughs> I'd be on Instagram. You know, looking at people that I looked up to in terms of like designers and whatnot and just trying to figure out how they got to where they got to, like from point A to point B and so forth and so on. And I know for a fact that there are people that I look up to who are in a much better space, have much better relationships, have a ton of things at the disposal that I don't currently. So for me, 
I had to really sit back and do some research about what was amenable for me. Mm. Like what's going to work for me? I can't, I can't be, you know, Louis Vuitton right now because mm-hmm. I don't have their capital. I don't have their exposure. I don't have what they have. Mm-hmm. But what I do have is a desire to understand, to learn, to build from the ground up. And I understand that this is a 10 year process. I'm committed to that. Fact. I'm not going to be upset if after a year, people still don't know who I am because I'm just going to keep evolving. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep growing the brand and understanding that when it does bubble, it's going to be for the masses, man. Nah, talk about it. It's going to be no shorts and no losses, man. <laughs> so do you use, like, uh, like, are you doing everything in-house or do you outsource oh, to yeah. you? It's a one-man shop, yeah, bro. bro. It's a one-man yeah. shop. So I mean, so I, I'm the I'm the the CEO, the president. I'm in charge of marketing. Mm. You know, it's it's a one man shop. But at the same time, it's like I've I have a few people that I've been able to get some advice from, mm-hmm. uh, mentors, if you will, that have been doing this for longer than I have, and are sitting in places that I want to sit in. So I've been getting some pointers from them, uh, just about how to move, how to do things in a certain kind of way. Okay, just what kind of etiquette to have. So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I know it's a process. I know, you know, with a, with a lot of just time and energy, there's also money that needs to be behind a certain kind of thing for it to move. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking baby steps right now because it hasn't even been a year since we launched. Yeah. I've already evolved so much in that short time span. For sure. For sure. You know, the rest of those have gone before us. Can't study the unrest of those to follow, man. You just got to look at the footprints in the sand and do the best you can to navigate your path, bro. Exactly, man. And I, I think so many times, like, you know, we get scared because we just, it's the unknown is so scary for people, which you're not able to control. And yeah. I think I've gotten to a point where I had to just really be uh, comfortable with not controlling outcomes exactly. and being okay with whatever happens, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that takes growth. That takes patience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It takes Talk a whole it. lot of patience. Because <laughs> you're just sitting there and you don't know and you got to figure it out. Some people go crazy, man. You never <laughs> Some people go crazy. And it's hard when you're constantly used to, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to. And you're being pulled and mentally pulling yourself in multiple different directions. So that sometimes it's, it's you gotta know the you gotta learn the art of how to sit like and just oh, be yeah. in that moment being still bro yeah gotta be still man exactly exactly yes. so where do you see things going in the future when it comes to the fashion industry i mean well so uh news just broke i think it was earlier today about how uh, LVMH just purchased 60% stock in Off-White and now Virgil Abloh is a partner in a space where they're trying to get more people from the urban community into the design industry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Virgil's only 40. Yeah. Only 40 years old. And my man, it's one of the, the greatest tables in terms of fashion that exists right now. Yeah. And I'm like, that took a lot of effort a lot of belief in himself but it took somebody to break through that door to create other opportunities for other people so while i'm not a young i'm not a young chicken you know what i'm saying (laughs) still there's still a space where you know there's ideas and there's room to evolve 
and so many people want to have a voice of a voice that they can't represent and i'm like that's a perfect opportunity for me to just keep myself in the space where i'm in keep my ears open keep my eyes open and create from that same space and then you know it'll bubble when it's time to sound a bubble man for sure but yeah i mean i feel like i feel like the fashion industry I mean, it's always going to be this grandiose, elitist kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always going to be that way. But then there's going to be certain like little places where you'll find like urban influences jumping in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, you see the new New Balance wave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that wasn't like that before. Nah, it wasn't. You and know? everybody's taking credit for it. It's a big New Balance wave. Oh, we started it. Da, 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 da. It's here. It was like the Nike boot thing. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even even like with uh with Fila, mm. Fila took a huge say. You know what? We need to focus on urban markets. Yeah. And for the past few years, Fila's putting their foot in it. Pumas really put their foot in it in a yeah. way they hadn't before, and it's super competitive in a way they weren't because they just decided to go into this urban market. So I mean, like, there's there's people that are looking for it, and the designers are there. Yeah. It's just, you know, and they didn't want to embrace it initially. It was no, more or less because kind of like that hip hop thing where it's like, oh, this will be gone in another ten years, and now you realize that this culture, this this lifestyle, yeah. is a whole animal into itself that really can't be wrangled in or uh, like honed by outside outside influencers it's like this is you either a part of this community or you're borrowing from this community yeah. and you know it's, it's a sad fact but you know it's it's something that's been going on for longer than we've been on this planet yeah <laughs> and, i mean when you sit back and look at it the the way that everything is so tangible right now is so accessible you've got so many different variations of the same thing like you look at different brands that are able to now make and manufacture their own shoes make and manufacture their own garments whether it's shirts or suits um you know denim jeans it's just being able to get into the industry which is trillions upon trillions of dollars and be able to carve out an audience or a market for yourself and just kind of bootstrap it and then scale it, market it, scale it, market it, scale it to the point where you're now in contention with, you know, these large companies that want to bring you in now because they see that you have the ear of the consumer. Exactly. So being at the table is cool. But again, you got to be able to build your chair, build your table, and break mm-hmm. bread with the people that are in your tribe. And then if somebody wants to come, like, hey, you can sit at our table, it's like, nah, we'll just scoot our table a little closer to yours. Exactly. And, you know, you put some of those entrees over here with us, and we'll give you some of what we got over here. And you start looking into that, that business mindset of people like um, Master P., like uh baby like jay like dang where it's like you don't have to prince you don't have to let someone else own or run your creativeness 
Exactly. Let them come take part in what you're doing and pay you for the product that you're producing. Because the ownership thing is crazy. Yeah. Why would I why would I allow you to come in and own me and I'm paying you so that I can be a part of your brand when my brand is already strong enough to stand on its own? I mean, but that's been the greatest mystery in business since Facts. the beginning of time, man. Facts. It's like, why do I need you to do for me what I can do for me simply because you have the capital to support me? Exactly. I already have the audience. I don't need your guidance. All I need is your money, but I don't need you for the money. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's like, there's, there's, there's like ways of getting around that, but I think so many times we're People are afraid to grind. People yeah. don't want to grind, man. People don't want to work for. People just want that that quick solution. And I'm guilty of it too. Different forms, of, you know, facets of my existence, man. Like I've I've wanted a quick fix to certain things because I didn't want to I didn't want to put in that work. Mm-hmm. But I realize now it's like, you know, when you put in that work, everything that you did to get to that point was helping you get to that point and the lessons along the way. Yeah. You take that shortcut, you miss those lessons, you missed out on those understandings, those opportunities for growth, and you can't sustain yourself because you don't know how to get through it. Because you didn't. You didn't have to. Nothing beats out experience, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing beats out experience. What advice, what advice or blueprint could you give to someone who's just starting out? Um so I mean I'm I'm still I'm still starting out. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a year into this, but I do understand that there is value in building relationships with people that you respect. Mm. Um, I think there's a wealth in. I mean, I'm somebody who, perfectly honest, not not to even like lie about it. I don't like speaking to people. I just don't like talking to people that I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. It's something I don't like to do. For sure. So, so it's, it's difficult for me to reach out to people I don't know to ask for help. You know that saying? makes so, sense. So when I when I first started, I had to reach out to some people that I didn't really have like great relationships with. But I said I'm just gonna take a chance. The worst thing you can tell me is no. No, the best thing you give me some advice. Yeah. So I reached out and I was able to, you know, get some words from some folks that I really looked up to and appreciated because, like I said, they're sitting in spaces I want to sit in, but they had to start from where I'm starting. Yeah. So I just yeah. took their advice and just like you know, applied it the best way that I could. I'm still applying it every single day. But I I think like the the best thing I could tell anybody is like confidence to believe in yourself and walk in that truth is one of the most powerful things you can ever experience. Like it it took me a really long time to get confident with who I am. If I would have had this confidence 20 years ago, I probably would have started 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that confidence and I had to go through a lot of different kind of trials and bad scenarios bad relationships losing friends to really just be comfortable and understand that i am who i am and i'm not for everybody and if i'm not for you that's okay yep that's really okay it's all right <laughs> you know it's I mean? all right i'm good really with okay. it i'm good with being it. a people pleaser sucks bro, bro. Like, <laughs> oh my God. no bueno no bueno <laughs> it's draining it's taxing yo it's so it's hard it's taxing you can't be there's no way possible for you to be everything to every person like you have to draw a line in the sand and be like look this is what it is 
If you if you like it, you on this side. If you don't like it, you on that side. Right. I'm good. And being okay with that. And being yeah. absolutely fine with that. Yeah. Right. It goes it goes a long way. A long way. Yeah. Like I, I was told recently, like, yo, people tell me that you got a mean face, they think you're an asshole. <laughs> I said, word. <laughs> I they said, don't that know might me. be true, yo. <laughs> it might be me. true. Hey. I mean, nah, I think I've been, I've been told I was an asshole on a number of different occasions, but it's not because I'm trying to impress you. I'm just being who I am. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't kiss booty. I don't, I don't do that. I don't, lie. I don't do that for nobody. Everyone. I don't care who you are. Everyone's personality isn't for. It, it's not interchangeable. It's like right. whatever, whatever vibe I give off isn't for you then. That's not the vibe that you want around you. That's not the energy that you want around you. But the energy that is for me is the energy that will attract itself towards me. And and, and vice versa. I'll be attracted to that same energy because it's all about the exchange. And if you're you're around people that don't have that same vibe or you all don't click, it's also a matter of growth because they may not be in a position where you two can be on the same level. Where you can right. have those conversations, where you can have those relationships and build something that's meaningful. Sometimes people grow and it's like, oh, you know what? When I first met you, I really didn't rock with you. But now after being around you or, you know, me getting to this point and you reaching this point, I now see that we have a lot more in common than I originally thought. Yeah. Oh, I believe to be the case because of my own, you know, insecurity. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So you got, but you also got to be a grown up enough to see those things and then put your pride in your pocket and be like, you know what? I was wrong. Right. So. Yeah. And that's both ways. Sometimes I got to do that. It's like somebody brought me the wrong way and I'm like, you know what? Done with it. Get it. It's a dub. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And then I got to circle back and be like, you know what? I, I made uh, I made a I was quick to judgment and I was exactly. wrong. So you know it's just a it's a matter of you know being a person, being a human. Yeah, but but I also I also say that there's also wealth in understanding that not every relationship can be repaired. You know what I'm saying? Like well, not you not every mistake that you made. Bro. I'm just saying, you know, not every <laughs> not every not every relationship that you you know either squandered or let go of needs to be revisited mm. you know what i'm saying sometimes you just leave it where it is yep. and understanding that is really powerful too stop putting batteries back. In, the, in the freezer trying to trying mm. to recharge them nah that doesn't work <laughs> son. throw them Life. things out bro throw them Life. things out they are done go to the store yeah. and get some more exactly or buy rechargeable hey man. don't facts, freeze them Put batteries wrapped in foil in the freezer. Like, man, I'm gonna use these next Friday. Yeah, you know it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work at all, man. Out of control. We've we've kind of you know delved. We pretty much delved into the internet and social media and um, how it allows us to reach an audience in ways that you know pretty much unprecedented. Um, How exactly have you taken the all the glory that is um, the World Wide Web, the internets, and use them creatively as a tool for uh, Flight Flight School EST 2019. 
Uh, I haven't yet. Mm. I haven't done all of that yet because I mean, we I started during the pandemic. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. So there's like things that I want to do that I haven't been able to take advantage of simply because of that. Yeah, unpack um, that though. Like, is anything that you're well, thinking about? Oh yeah, man. I want to be able to do like photo shoots. You okay. know what I mean? Like I want to be able to, I want to be able to uh, expand my company. Uh, it's already an LLC right now, but I'm going to be able to expand and have different umbrellas under the same company. But I have to be able to sit in front of people to be able to make some of those things happen. Uh, over the phone is cool, but I, if, I'm, if we're talking business, we need to talk as opposed to just possibly getting disconnected because of a bad connection. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's an opportunity that I want to take advantage of, but I need to be in a space where I'm comfortable being in front of people. And right now with this pandemic, I just don't feel comfortable being in front of people because I just don't know enough. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, I want to take really calculated steps to grow my brand, grow my company, but I Mm -hmm. don't want to squander it because of just like bad experiences. And I know that's like kind of hesitant speech, but it's also unprecedented times where I have to be very, very precise. Because if I'm just throwing money out there and I'm not hitting that's a ta- that's a loss I'm taking yeah, right now, it's not and I'm not back. trying to take losses. Exactly, <laughs> at so, least ones that aren't calculated. Word. That. So I mean, like even even how I've moved with the brand, it's like when I'm when I'm doing drops, it's because this is an investment in this drop, not because I just want to see how something gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That, so every you're drop not just I throwing do is stuff against the wall. Exactly. Sticks, you're doing the research, doing the knowledge. Doing the due exactly. diligence in order to, to ensure that you got the best possible outcome based on yeah. what you've seen. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect yeah. sense. It, it, took, it took months of research before I dropped to get to that point where I was comfortable even to going with a manufacturer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm not trying to poop on anybody's name or nothing like that. But there's some brands that I really, really look up to, some designers I really, really looked up to. I mean, I still do look up to them. But I remember like buying some of their products and being like, yo, the quality on this is horrible, bro. Like mm. I feel I feel cheated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a consumer of somebody that I looked up to, and I was like, Yeah, I don't wanna have anybody that purchases from me have that feeling. Exactly. You know what that I'm saying? Sense. So it that took me a sense. while to get to that point. And I mean, I, w- I was thankful for having that experience also. Yeah. And if I never would have bought anything from this person, I'd have been going on about, yo, they sold this, they sold that. But I was <laughs> like, yo, they took shortcuts. Yeah. They took shortcuts. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not willing to take those shortcuts, man. I can dig it. So you wear, I mean, we already talked about it, but you wear multiple hats. Word. And it's mandatory when you're on a startup level. But how do you balance the roles professionally with your roles personally and make sure that you're still moving on a, a upward trajectory? Uh, I mean, I think that the hardest thing for me to do is just to commit to doing the work outside of my home, only outside of my home, yeah. right? So as a, as a teacher, it was difficult during the pandemic to not bring work home. Like, nice. I just couldn't do that. I had to break in the house. but. Going back to that this fall, um, when I come home, I'm not bringing work home. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's in here is family and business. When I'm at work, that's work. No when doubt. I'm not at work, I'm not giving work my energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm very comfortable with that too. 
Yeah. <laughs> it I'm takes saying? a lot though. My value, bro. It takes a lot. Speaking from somebody yeah. who's been there. And you getting yeah. in and the next thing you thinking about is what you gotta do the next day. And it's like you're not living in that moment where you are right yeah. now and enjoying those people that are around you. Or those situations yeah. that you know you're engulfed in at the moment. So I definitely dig it. I definitely dig it. And in that same vein, you know, you reach a point where you you pretty much on E and you don't have anything left. You know, we all get to that that junction when it's like, man, I need to keep going, but I just got nothing. Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you have like a mantra or a scripture or an activity that you do when it's time for Jamal to just like recenter and reset? Yeah, man, I got a few different things that I do. It's, it's not nothing that's like super, super ritualistic, but um, like when I was like the pandemic was at its highest, I couldn't go to the gym the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I really let myself go, man. Like I was just in this joint. <laughs> it, was, it was getting bad, son. So I said, all right, man, like as soon as, as, soon as it's safe for me to go to the gym, I'm going to the gym. And I started going back to the gym like uh, like two weeks ago. And it's like the best feeling ever because I'm doing this for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing, I'm not trying to fulfill anybody else's needs. I'm not trying to take care of anybody else's wants right now. This is what I'm doing because it's going to allow me to be better, to live longer, to be around for my kids. And also I'm gonna wear smaller clothes in the process, bro. So like, it, it, it all works out, man. You know what I'm saying? Not a couple belt loops off of here. We yeah, good, man. You know, when I can go for like, when I can go from a two XL to an XL or L, what? That's an accomplishment, bro. That's an accomplishment. Trust yeah, me. Trust me. And then like, so you know, I, I go to the gym as often as I can, just get that release, man. Those endorphins going. Um, I like sitting in the car and riding around listening to music, man. Mm-hmm. Like just riding around listening to music is like a really peaceful thing. So, like I really cherish that time, especially like uh, after I drop my kids off, like and then go to work, or yeah. before I pick them up. That ride in between, where there's nobody else in the car, is just me and my music. Mm-hmm. That's like sacred time for me, man. Fast. I don't even answer the phone. Like, I, I don't answer the phone. You know what I mean? It's that reflection then, uh, that that solitude yeah it's just it's just that that zen moment where it's, i can just really wild out to this song and forget <laughs> about the trials and i don't care who's looking and i'm just at peace man yeah you know what I'm saying? and then you know the last thing i do is like i partake in cannabis bro like yeah. i do and there's there's i mean it was like a huge a huge just like wave of you know this stigma that was just erased within the last like 10 years yeah yeah <laughs> that's and that's that's crazy like how it was it seemed like almost overnight like a light switch was turned off or turned on where yeah. it went from being oh my god that's that's just bad you shouldn't do that da, 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 da. and now it's kind of like because it's socially acceptable a lot more people who were against it are now like, oh, it ain't that bad. It's okay. Yeah. And it, it, I feel like that's a generation, a generation that's forcing that hand. 
And I mean, yeah, I, I can't say it's for the for bad because it does have a lot of medicinal properties. Um, I don't indulge in that, but that's not like I don't I don't pass judgment on anyone who finds a way to creatively and constructively assist themselves, whether it's dealing with medical issues, uh, stress, uh, social anxieties, like. There's, I just, I can't, I can't say that it's a, a bad thing. It's just not for me. You know what I'm no, saying? No, respect. And that's, respect. and that's like, so to see it where it is now, I'm like, at least these people are no longer ostracized. Because Word. so many people were dealing with things mentally. And I feel like that is way better than a doctor prescribing you Valium or, or um, Prozac. Or Zoloft, because those addictions lead to a lot harder consequences. Yeah, and I mean, I think like I think even more so. Like so many people were just focused on the psychoactive effects from, you know, marijuana that they just completely forgot about CBD. Just completely forgot it even existed. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I think like so many people understand that. Yeah. It, there's there's certain aspects of it that will have these psychoactive effects, but there's a huge aspect of it that can go into just like you being able to be a better individual by feeling better because it's it's easing so much stresses in your body. You know what I'm saying? So from that aspect, I was like, how could you have this kind of stigma and yet profited from it so much? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And this makes no sense to me. Definitely. You know, when you put those all three of those together, you know, that's definitely something where you find your escape, you find your your outlet, you find your solace. And I applaud that. You know, you, I appreciate you, that, bro. you make it happen. You use it to your advantage. And I would never judge anyone's process. So I rock with it. Do your thing. Appreciate Do your it, bro. due diligence. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. If you could, if you could Marty McFly back to tell a younger you something, what would that message be? Um, never trust a big button to smile. Nah, I'm joking. Nah, I'm just... <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. 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 Seriously though. Seriously though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's the first thing came to mind. Man. Yo, it made perfect sense when I yeah, thought about yeah. it, too. <laughs> but nah, seriously, though, I, I think, like, for real, I would really tell my younger self to just really just believe in who you are, man. Like, regardless of anybody else's opinions about you, that shouldn't shake what you believe to be true about who you are. Mm-hmm. So just be true to yourself, man. Live in your truth. And not be afraid of your truth. And don't let people just, you know, put or cast their inability to see what they can't see for themselves and put that on you, man. Don't let people do that to you. Just believe in you all the time and you can be straight. Word. I love it. I love it. Where where can the people find Flight School EST 2019? Stages. Hey, well, well we, we have a website. It's uh, www.flightschoolest.com. 
Uh, I'm on Instagram, Flight School. That I mean, Flight School EST 2019. Um, yeah, man. So that's that's where we are right now. And then like, there's some things that we're working on in the future. I know I didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but I was talking to some of my good people uh, last week. You know, eventually uh, I'm gonna start getting into uh, learning how to, you know, sew. Okay. And be able to design. I know I talked to Eric about it a while back, but one of my goals is by the time we turn 50, man, I want to be able to make suits for everybody, bro. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I know 50 seems lofty, but I'm trying to get my 10,000 hours in yeah, bro. so I can do it well and not mess it up because I'm just trying to do something real quick. So I really want to learn this craft, man. So that's the next move, man. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's a. Hey. Speechless. I'm serious, it's, man. I'm the plan is the there. Truth, so it's like, I see you set that goal, and it's like as the time passes, I know I'm gonna see some button ups coming through. I'm gonna see yeah. some slacks coming through, and then the next yeah. thing you know, it's gonna be a fine three piece, something with a with a double breasted blazer or vest. You might, I'm with you it. You might have high school on the inside of your pocket too. Hey, I'm with it, bro. You know what I mean? I'm with it. That's the move. Well, again, we're all relegated to 24 hours, no matter what our background is, where we come from, you know, economically, 24 hours is all we have. And it's all about what you do in those 24 hours. I appreciate you coming through, just spending a little bit of your 24 hours with me. I appreciate the audience spending a little bit of 24 hours with us. Again, humbly appreciative of you taking this elevator ride with me, bro. No doubt, fam. I appreciate this experience, fam. Hundred for real, man. Hey, I see you on top, bro. <laughs> Can I get there with you, fam? We gonna go, but hey, collaborations better than competition, baby. We gonna make it happen. Definitely. For Definitely. sure. For sure. Doors opening. That does it for another episode of Elevator Pitch. I'm headed to the garage, but catch us next time as we chop it up with another entrepreneurial-minded guest. Subscribe, comment, leave feedback, because we are streaming where you're listening. Follow us on IG at elevatorpitch underscore media. If you have original music that you'd like to have us feature on the show, Hit us in the DM, shoot us an email, we'll get you on here. Check the show notes for all the details in regards to myself and my guest. And with that being said, eight letters, three words, one meaning, I'm out. Doors closing. Going down.